Hello everyone and welcome to episode 69 of The Stage Place with me, Elliot, the podcast where I interview backstage creatives in the theatre industry. And on this episode, episode 69, I am talking to Josh Morn and Lucy Hunt, who make up Springbok Productions and are bringing nice Jewish boy to the Hope Theatre from the 13th until the 17th of December. I really enjoyed chatting with Josh and Lucy recently. They're both really lovely people. So to have them onto the podcast, to be interviewed talking about Nice Jewish Boy was really nice. And I just had a really lovely chat with them. And we've been talking since the recording. And it's just been great to be able to talk with other creatives. You may have also seen on Instagram that we had a takeover from Josh only recently. So now it's time to hear more about the show with Lucy Hunt, who is producing the play as well as Josh being the writer and star of the show. So here is our interview with Josh Morn and Lucy Hunt. Hello Josh and hello Lucy and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you both doing today? I'm really good, thank you. Very excited to be chatting about our newest project. I'm very excited too, I'm all good. Well Josh, like you just said there, talking about your newest project, it is Nice Jewish Boy, which is coming to the Hope Theatre from the 13th until the 17th of December. Lucy, you are the producer of the show and Josh, you are the writer of the show. Before we talk about the show itself and Nice Jewish Boy and what it's all about and what audiences can expect, what I want to know first off is the journey for you two, Josh and Lucy, and how you got into theatre and found each other and decided to produce and write this Nice Jewish Boy. So Josh, why don't we start with you? What's your journey into theatre like? I, yeah, I mean, I got into theatre really, really young. I was a very, very shy kid. So my parents sent me to speech and drama lessons to kind of open up and to, to gain some confidence. And I think I just instantly fell in love with theatre. And I was at the same studio um, where I grew up. I grew up in Cape Town in South Africa. Yeah. And I was at the same drama studio for 14 years there, training with the same teacher who is now like a second mum to me. Um, but yeah, so I was just completely infatuated by theatre and I think as well, kind of growing up, not knowing I was queer, not knowing how to come out as gay, I found great comfort in kind of pretending to be someone else in order to be myself. Um, and I think that was like the fab appeal about acting and performance for me. And my great grand was a speech and drama teacher as well. And both of my uncles were involved in the theatre industry as well. So it was just like a family thing. It was in my blood. So that's how I found it, my way there. And then, yeah, I moved to London the that I finished school, auditioned for some drama schools, realised I definitely didn't want to go to drama school um, and then started creating my own work. I've been doing theatre from like a super young age, but I didn't really take it like seriously until I was about like 15. And I was like, actually, I really don't want to go to uni. I want to go to drama school. Yeah. Um, and my sister went, oh, my friends auditioned for this thing called National Youth Theatre when they were like 16. Why don't you try? And I had no idea what it was. I had no idea like what I was getting myself into. Um, and I auditioned that year and got in and did the junior course in 2016. And yeah, ever since then, it's just been like constant getting into drama school, and just continuing that and then setting up Springbok with Josh, but predominantly an actor, but I just sort of started to like dip my toes into everything else that I can get involved in really, yeah. Yes, so I mean, even though we both didn't get in and we got rejected first round, we will always thank Guildhall for introducing us. 
Guildhall was my first audition. It was like my second day in London. And I walked in and I saw Lucy. And I, in my head, she had pink hair, but she tells me she didn't have pink hair. I at didn't the time. have it yet. No. She did have pink hair later on. But I remember seeing her and she was she was well confident and, and she was in her element. And I was a very, very shy little boy from, from Cape Town. Yeah. I remember watching her and just going, like, this is these these kind of people are why I moved to London. But I don't oh. think I, I said more than like two words to her at that audition. And then no, you didn't speak to me at all. And you know, also just to say that that whole confidence <laughs> thing is just a front. It was not real. I was also very nervous. But he didn't say a word. And then he messaged me after the audition was like hey let's grab a drink sometime or whatever and I was like this kid did not say one word to me why does he want to hang out with me yeah um and then she thought I was flirting with her and then later found out yeah. that I definitely wasn't flirting with her and then we had uh we were very lucky and had our, our Mountview auditions on the same day as well and spent the whole day together there hit it off completely and then about a few months I mean then we were kind of friends and we met each other's friends and kind of spent time together and then when lockdown hit we spent a month apart and then decided to move in together and live yeah. together for the summer of 2020 and constantly walked past the Hope Theatre and constantly spoke about starting a theatre company and then yeah. eventually last year. And let's talk about this then. So this is Springbok Productions and so talk to me a little bit about Springbok. What kind of theatre do you guys make with Springbok? So, so Springbok is named after, Springbok is actually, it's a South African animal, but it's also a kind of like shot that South Africans have. And me being South African, I never knew about it. But mm. Lucy's dad is South African and she kept ah. on had to have a, a Springbok shot. So she made me one one night and then we were like, that is the perfect name for our theatre company. But we are committed to marginalised stories in kind of every aspect that we can be. So kind of LGBTQ plus female uh, stories, stories um, centred around mental health and people of colour. That is really where our passion lies and kind of giving that narrative a platform um, and giving those marginalised platform uh, narratives platforms. So, I mean, our, our first professional production, which was in the summer, was These Craters of Owls, which is a gorgeous play written by Lucy. Shut up. That centres around um, a really, really interesting female story and also male perspective on fertility and gender stereotypes. And then obviously Nice Jewish Boy has a religious and a queer representation. So, yeah, we are very committed to marginalised stories and also very committed to young stories. Kind of we're young theatre makers ourselves, so really having a voice with emerging theatre makers. And so let's talk about Nice Jewish Boy then, which is coming to the Hope Theatre this December. Josh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the inspiration behind writing the piece? Gosh, so I'm going to say it's semi-autobiographical. A Nice Jewish Boy is kind of a coming-of-age story that deals with the war and peace between religious and queer identity. And I grew up, it's about a boy who grows up very Jewish, kind of ingrained in kind of this toxic Jewish community, this very small, tight-knit Jewish community where everyone's gossip is each other's gossip. Um, and that's the community I grew up in, Cape Town, South Africa. And that's not to diss my childhood at all because that I loved it at times. But yeah. then the minute I kind of had this realization that I was queer, I started to have huge issues with this community. Um, and the, when I kind of fully accepted that I was gay, I, I couldn't see a place where I would live as a Jewish gay man. I yeah. couldn't see both of those identities working together. Um, and I never came out in South Africa because I knew it would be gossip for the community. And it took me a long, long time of kind of meeting Jewish queer people and finding out about Jewish queer events in London 
to really find that you can live as a very proud Jewish gay man. And I'm definitely not a religious Jew and I'm definitely not as Jewish as I used to be, but I'm finally at a place where I do accept and I do love both identities. So yeah, it was such a cathartic process writing this play. It's kind of about my coming of age story, kind of-ish. There's some details (laughs) I veer off to make it a bit more exciting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of my coming of age story when I moved to London. Yeah, and Lisa, when you first read this this piece, what did you find so brilliant about it that you wanted to produce um, it? Obviously, you know, you're part of the same yeah, company. Yeah, it, it would be a bit awkward if I writing. turned around and was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh just has this incredible empathy and awareness for people and for his own emotions and projecting those out into the world and creating it like a lovely, loving space for everyone. And he's he's able to articulate that in such a strong way on paper. So it's, it was never going to be a question of, are we going to do this play? Is this the right move for us? It was always 100% like this is going to be an incredible show and it is going to reach and I think personally touch so many people and potentially help people who are dealing with similar th- problems or feelings that they just can't quite bring out of themselves and they just need to come and see this show basically and I'm, I'm just so happy and proud to be a part of it and grateful that the universe meant that I can piggyback off of Josh's success for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah. Josh hearing that from Lucy and hearing you know what she hopes this show does for audiences what is it that you predominantly want people to take away from this show I mean, yeah, I mean, thanks, Luce. But I think that's just one of the most wonderful things about every project that Springbok does is me and Lucy always say every time we hit a sales milestone or every time we we hit a milestone that we celebrate, I turn to my creative partner and I go, yeah, we can celebrate this milestone. But it's just so amazing that I turn to my best friend every time and I celebrate things kind of on my creative journey as well. But yeah, I think What I want people to get out of this is that religion and queer identity are always pinned against each other and religion is often used as an excuse for kind of queer phobia and homophobia. And on my personal journey, I found that that is defensiveness and that is not true. So yeah, I just want people to kind of see it and see some part of themselves in it and realize that you can live a very happy, proud life. But something that I speak about a lot and something that I think is quite important is the value of friends and family in, in kind of accepting processes. Without my friends, without my family in along my journey, I would definitely not be writing a play about it Um, and there's little memories about the fact that Lucy has not once asked a question about my sexuality it has never been a taboo conversation that we've had and Mm -hmm. that is so instrumental in the fact that I can now sit and write a full-length one-man very indulgent play about it so I think I just want people to come and see that a it's completely fine I want people to see that it's your journey it's no one else's journey and there's no other expectations except your own and you can find peace you don't need to pick an identity yeah and let's go back to earlier on in the episode you were talking about when you lived together over the summer of 2020 you walked by the Hope Theatre you were like we want to put on a show in this theatre what is it about the Hope Theatre that you love about what they produce in that venue? Me and Josh have been to see quite a few shows at the Hope Theatre and all of them just always have such a beautiful message behind them and they start conversations I've never walked out of it and gone oh that's a nice show okay 
cool, done. It's always like, oh, that moment there, that made me think about this. Or have you ever thought about this before? And I just think that they they make thought-provoking theatre. So I couldn't imagine a better place to put on Josh's play. I mean, it was a very, very full circle moment for both of us when we opened our first show there in the yeah. summer. We just sat down at dinner and we were just like, oh my God, we have done it. Like we walk past it every day. And everyone that works there's so lovely. We had an amazing tech during the summer when I went back into the Hope two weeks ago. Everyone's just so lovely there. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Lucy, do you just want to talk about that first show then that you did in the summer? Because I know that you said early on that you were the writer of that piece. I know we're not talking about that show in this episode, but it's always <laughs> nice to celebrate what Springbok have done previously. Yeah, sure. I mean, we may be bringing it back, so it's probably a good right. thing to talk about. It may, it could be coming back in different capacities. Yeah, we put on These Crazy of Ours as part of Camden Fringe at the Hope Theatre. It's my first play that I've ever written about women's fertility and struggles with mental health involving that and then a kind of male perspective on dealing with that sort of dynamic and feeling like they're not living up to their like male stereotypes and we had an incredible actor Josh Dowden that came along and played the other lead we just had the best summer ever we rehearsed for two weeks and then put it on for the weekend we sold out which was unbelievably crazy to me and absolutely sweated because it was the hottest weekend in summer uh, and they don't exactly have aircon up there. So I, me no. and Josh were dying. And then this Josh here, he directed it and did a phenomenal job, made every day a delight and a joy. And I will never, ever stop raving about that experience. Yeah, Josh, let's just move back to Nice Jewish Boy and just talk about the rest of the team that's on Nice Jewish Boy. So do you just want to give a shout out to everybody else who is involved in this production? Yeah, of course. We have the most wonderful director, Jake Sampson, who, when I was looking for directors, I kind of said, okay, let's go for a cocktail. We'll have a chat and I'll see if it can work. And it was literally, I think we hugged hello and sat down. And after about 30 seconds, I was like, this boy will do the most wonderful job with this show. He's also queer. He's he's also Jewish. He has the most beautiful baseline understanding of this text. And then we have a fab stage manager and tech manager called Kirsty, who is going to save our lives because tech is not our strong suit. And yeah, and then it's Lucy and I. And obviously, I mean, as Lucy said, the Hope team is like the most homely and affirming team. I mean, I know he was on on this podcast, but Phil Bartlett, who I dream to be in five years from now, he is the most wonderful (laughs) And such a rewarding experience working with Jake and Lucy and the Hope team. It's like a dream for for this show. What you were just saying there about your director for this piece also being Jewish and being queer, was that something that you really wanted to have within this production to kind of show what you want this company to be? Well, I think I think I said to Lucy that I was 100% set that the director had to be queer. I was there and I'm quite firm on that because there is a baseline understanding that queer people have with each other about the queer experience. I just knew because of how personal this is and maybe because I'm quite possessive with my script that I just wanted someone Mm. who I knew was going to be able to direct it. I think the only non-queer person I would have let direct it is Lucy if Lucy had asked the director then yeah do it. I really wanted someone queer but then I was referred to Jake through one of my friends and saw that he was Jewish and I was like it's not essential but it's a bonus. Um, In hindsight now I'm so grateful that I did 
look at queer Jewish people because Jake has just demonstrated what a wonderful balance it is and what a wonderful understanding he has. I mean, I'm sure Lucy can agree. We had a read through a few weeks ago and kind of the dynamic and the energy in that room was just exceptional. And I think a lot of that is down to Jake's like incredible understanding of of what I'm trying to say. I think it definitely was like the smartest decision because in what Josh's script is beautifully doing is showing the contradictions and the conflicts, but then showing that there is, you know, there's a moment of unity. And with Jake being queer and Jewish, he's not going to swing to one side and push like the benefits of one side. It's a very like balanced, equal delivery. And I think, yeah, definitely like the best decision. Well, this sounds incredibly exciting. And I'm so glad to have you both, Lucy and Josh, onto the podcast to talk about Nice Jewish Boy, again at the Hope Theatre from the 13th until the 17th of December. Talking about companies and setting up companies is, Mm -hmm. I think, really important because I think, especially when you're setting up companies via two people like yourself, Lucy and Josh, who are very like-minded and like the same sort of things, I think you guys would have a perfect answer for this. So Lucy, I want to come to you first about this. And this is about advice that you might have for people who want to start up companies Mm -hmm. themselves. I'm going to be really cliche here, but a lot of people at my school have yeah been asking you know oh, how did you go about it how did you start how do you find your way to a producer role I'm also set designing Nice Jewish Boy which is the first oh, yeah. time I've ever set designed and they're like oh, how are you doing that I'm like I just do it I figure it out on the job which is probably not something to brand myself with but you know I think having Josh as a support system and a partner is something that I am very blessed to have and probably wouldn't be able to do any of this without him. So I'm just lucky that way. But I'd say for anyone that's starting out, grab your friends, grab the creatives that inspire you daily and make you happy and so content in this industry because it it can be quite scary and daunting at times. Just find the people that constantly put a smile on your face but also challenge you. Surround yourself with them. Uh, I mean, I would say this... Um, and Lucy actually has just written a really good article about this Um, but something that I would say is the first thing from the minute you get out of drama school or from the minute you realize you are going to start getting into this industry is don't wait for one minute for anyone because they aren't going to come for you I think it is so important and some of the best work that we see in the industry if we look at kind of someone like Michaela Cole for example the best work that we see is created by the person I don't think we should wait around for work to be created for us or part I don't think we should wait to see a character and we go oh that's a character I'd like to play and I think Lucy is such a fab example of this and I think waiting around in this industry is such a pointless game I think pick up a pen pick up the phone to someone who can pick up a pen shoot a self-tape for yourself in any capacity possible and create your own work from the get-go but I think they're two perfect pieces of advice I don't think they're cliche at all I think I think it's absolutely (laughs) I think it's absolutely the right answer Lucy and Josh thank you so much for that piece of advice we are now going to move over to the final question of this podcast which is the title of this podcast and that is the stagey place and what I love to know from all of my guests is where their stagey place is so Lucy and Josh you may have very individual stagey places which is also really exciting but obviously a stagey place could be the first theatre that you ever went to Josh it could be somewhere in South Africa we've never really had a venue from there so it'd be really exciting if it is from there don't worry if it's not though if it's not that's absolutely fine yes it could be the first theatre that you ever visited Uh, it could be the theatre that homes like the best production that you've ever seen and it's just 
brings back such lovely memories when you think about theatre. Or it could maybe not even be a theatre at all, but just a place that you think is most creative when, you know, producing your work or just makes you think the most about theatre, but doesn't necessarily have to be a venue. So Josh and Lucy, whereabouts are your stagey places? I'm going to be, yeah, really metaphorical here. It's not going to be a place. It's going to have to be a person and it is going to have to be Josh because I feel like I've been to amazing productions, amazing theatres that really inspire me, but nothing quite inspires me like sitting opposite my best friend and just like talking about future or the company or a script idea I've had. I've never experienced support like it from someone where they're just like, yeah, 100%, I'm on board until the end, like till I die, I am there for you. But also, you know, reining me in when he's like, "Mm, that scene, not quite there. Having Josh is just, I couldn't make anything half as great as what it is without him. So yeah, my stagey place has got to be him. Well, Josh, it seems like there's there's quite a lot. There's of only one answer now, Josh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so sorry, Josh, <laughs> if you did have an actual theatre. No, I mean, yeah, there's no. I didn't have an actual theatre. Um, I had the steps of a theatre, but I'm going to say Lucy as well because yeah. it's the perfect answer, and it, it's something that I've said a lot about Lucy, and something I said a lot in the summer. And I remember reflecting about it. I think me and Lucy went to a restaurant after opening night in the summer and we just kind of sat opposite each other and stared at each other and we were like, what happened? With a lot of wine. Like yeah, a, a lot of wine was involved. But it's just, it's anywhere creative with, I'm so firm on creative spaces being safe spaces and being brave yeah. spaces. And anywhere with Lucy is, I just feel home in my creative body and completely just safe in in my work and again I I think the biggest thing is the reining in part because I said I (laughs) pitch to rehearsal sometimes with ideas that like just should not reach (laughs) audience and Lucy goes no that's just like she'll cut it off from the first second but yeah it's just the fact that I just feel at home and safe creatively with Lucy is is something I think most creatives would dream of and she's my best friend like even if she didn't act and even if we didn't have Springbok I would still be friends with her so it's just so we'd we'd still sit on Highbury Fields with some tinnies and absolute (laughs) rubbish for hours just not about theatre (laughs) Josh just out of curiosity what were the theatre steps going to be oh my god so it's at Artscape Theatre which is a theatre in Cape Town in South Africa Ah, yeah and they are these really tacky gross carpeted steps but the first show I ever did was a child's production of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the audience had to sit on these steps watching it they didn't get seats they had to sit on the steps and we just performed at the bottom of the steps okay um it was the first kind of professional thing I ever did and I hated it and I faked a stomach bug on our dress rehearsal because I was so nervous I mean it got me into acting and it was directed by Cheryl Abramovitz who was my theatre teacher for 14 years and who I owe so much too so yeah but Lucy Hunt wins so yes I beat some old carpeted steps (laughs) (laughs) what an achievement (laughs) (laughs) Josh Lucy uh such lovely answers I'm sure if we had you on individually you would probably still say each other that is beautiful and just goes to show how much you care about Springbok Productions as well it's really grown out of love for each other and this whole journey that you've been on which I've been able to hear in this episode and our listeners have heard and it's just such a lovely way of creating a company just to create it with the people that you love and your best friends platonically or not it's just lovely but Josh and Lucy thank you both so much for coming on to the podcast today talk about nice Jewish boy it's been so fun thank you so much 
And there we go, that was my interview with Josh and Lucy from Springbok Productions who are bringing Nice Jewish Boy to the Hope Theatre this December from the 13th until the 17th. If you'd like to book tickets for the production, we have the ticket link in our episode notes. So wherever you are streaming this episode, just check down below and you'll be able to find the link for tickets. I also just want to end this episode by saying thank you to Josh and Lucy for taking their time out to be interviewed by me as well as wishing them luck for the production. Sadly this is one that I will not be able to see but I really hope that it does happen again in the future because it all sounds really exciting and once again Josh and Lucy were really lovely people to interview so I cannot wait to hear what audience think of their production and until next time I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.